If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill, get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. Hi, this is Mr. Simons. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell. This is the program that inspires you and brings you very close to your role models. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bell every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Joy FM and be inspired. This is lawyer Philip Addison. Every Thursday night, 7 p.m., listen to Personality Profile on Joy FM, where top personalities meet. It will motivate you, to inspire you, to send you to greater heights. I'm Vera Kwakofi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexis Bill on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. 
Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things. The books you read and the people you meet. On personality profile, you meet the kind of people you meet. You need to meet to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you get all the inspiration you need. You could be sitting in the Hall of Fame and the world will know your name. Good evening and welcome to Personality Profile here on Joy 99.7 FM. You know, I look forward to my Thursday evening conversations. Very relaxing. And of course, we get to sit with some amazing people who are doing great stuff 
in our world today. And this evening, I've got an amazing brother with me in the studio. Before I tell you about him, uh, our video is live on Facebook. So you can actually go and share our live video. Let your friends and family know personality profile is on. You can tell everybody about it so they can also tune in as well. So this brother I have in the studio made history this week. Yeah. If you listen to Joy FM, you know how much we love Labadi Beach Hotel. In fact, every Friday, we pitch camp at the Lagoon Bar in Labadi Beach Hotel as DJ Black brings a live broadcast of his Friday night show, The Weekend Warmer. For us, it's not just the great welcoming ambience and beautiful ambience of the hotel. No, it's not also just the great food from Chef Gary Lane and his team in the kitchen. Neither is it the beautifully laid out rooms with the awesome view of the ocean and the gym and the swimming pool and the, and the sports facilities. Tell you what, it's all of these things I've mentioned, plus the professional and dedicated team, the warm staff and the efficiency which they attend to their guests. Yeah. Now, this team is led by a very hard-working man who has dedicated over 30 years of his life to the hospitality industry. He's steering the management and strategic direction of Ghana's premier five-star hotel, Labadi Beach Hotel. Interestingly, his story is one of rising through the ranks, especially at Labadi Beach Hotel. I mean, he's held various key positions, hotel manager... Executive assistant manager, head of sales and marketing, house manager, guest relations manager, front office shift leader, night auditor. I mean, he literally knows the ins and outs of the hotel and its operations. His diverse experience, which has provided him a comprehensive understanding of the different aspects of hotel operations. He's worked with Metropole Hotels UK, Lonro Africa Hotels, and Legacy Hotels and Resorts in South Africa. Now listen, he's the first ever Ghanaian managing director of a five-star hotel in Ghana. Did you hear that? He's the first ever Ghanaian managing director of a five-star hotel in Ghana. A proud Blowby. <laughs> and I know that Crack Academy students are proud of him as well. Look, he's certainly a man who loves his job. Because he's always present when DJ Black is on with the weekend warmer late at night. And I'm assuming that he should have closed at like 5 p.m. Like, you know, everybody does, you know. But you see him in there helping guests into the lagoon bar whilst intermittently breaking some wild dance moves on the dance floor. Chale. Look, he's a great man. Mr. David Ediafol, the managing director of Labadi Beach Hotel, is my guest of Personality Profile. Chairman, welcome. Thank you, Lezis. Really good Thank to see you. you today. Good to see you too. In, yeah. a, in a very, you know, different atmosphere, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> would, would uh, you know, often be seen in a Labadi Beach Hotel, Lagoon yeah. Bar, you yeah. know, showing your dance moves and all. Oh, my God. Don't tell them yet. <laughs> I didn't to, tell them they yet. Have come and, they have to come and, and see, see for see themselves. It. So, yeah, I'm inviting them tomorrow. They should come to the Lagoon Bar. That's great. Congratulations, man. Thank you, Lezis. Thank you. No, this yeah. is totally amazing. MD of Lagoon Bar. How do you feel about that? Uh, of, no, of, of Labadi no, Beach no. Hotel. I said Lagoon Bar. <laughs> I mean, look at of that. Course. Of Labadi Beach Hotel. Yes. How do you feel about that? Uh, the feeling is good, uh, especially <laughs> knowing what you have put in 
into the business and mm. of course the um, the love for it so it yeah. makes it very heartwarming yeah you feel good about it mm. you know that your efforts have been recognized that's that's it's, awesome it's, it's amazing and you've made history as the first ever Ghanaian managing director of a five-star hotel yeah. in Ghana yeah that's, that's huge yeah it's by God's grace it's God's grace yeah you know, I know a lot of great Ghanaian professionals in the hospitality industry. So why has it taken this long to have a Ghanaian head of five-star hotel? Uh, Lesis, you know, the industry is young in Ghana. It's not, it's not an industry that has uh, been around for a very long time. Mm. Uh, we've, we've, we're now growing. It's, it's, it's still growing mm. and it's evolving over the period. Um, the expertise we believe way back has to come from Europe and elsewhere. That has always been the trend. So you find out that most hotels, especially the four, five star, four to five star category, expatriates are employed. Mm. Uh, even to the extent that some hotels have front office managers as expatriates. And it has been the trend over the years. You know, Labadi uh, Beach Hotel was built in 19. 19- uh, 91. So since 1991, well, we have been the first or we were the first five-star hotel in Ghana. So since that period, it's always been expatriates for the top positions in the hotel industry okay. for the four to five-star categories. I see. Yes, it has always been the case. And 32 years later, yep. we have a, a Ghanaian. We've changed the narrative. That's beautiful. That's, that's, that's of course, awesome. it's always good to change the narrative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because Ghanaians are capable. No, I mean this is this is a this is a big one, and I, I think you're you're the right one for it as well because you've been through the ranks, you've yeah. been through the mill and held almost all the positions in the hotel, and you know <laughs> in and out. You actually, how many years at Labadi now? Uh, let's just in July, first of July, I'll be 31 years in Labadi. Wow, <laughs> you've spent 31 years at Labadi Beach Hotel. Correct. 1st of July. This year. This is amazing. Talk of loyalty. Exactly so. Is it just the ocean you love to see? Or what is it? (laughs) I love nature. Mm -hmm. And the environment in Labadi gives me that joy. Uh, There's job satisfaction and I enjoy what I do. Mm. You know, when you have job satisfaction and you enjoy what you do, um, money is good, but it's not the end to everything. Right. All right. So for me, I enjoy what I do, and I love the ambience in Labadi Beach Hotel. I love nature, the ocean, the greens, the lagoon. Yeah. It calms me. I just love it. And, you know, most hotels are in one building. Yeah. Labadi is spread out beautifully, and it's an, it's an environment that you don't get tired of, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and rightly so because one of the things that I've always wanted to ask you is what your job description and the timing of your job is because uh, look we're, we're there at the Lagoon Bar with you till like midnight on Friday night yeah yeah sometimes 1am yeah 1am <laughs> and, and you're still there yeah. sometimes Saturday morning I'll probably come for breakfast and you're there Correct. Sunday, sometimes I'll come play tennis in the afternoon, and yeah. you are there. And I'm like, wait, um, <laughs> David, wait, do you work from Monday to Sunday, <laughs> Sunday to Sunday? What's your schedule like? Why are you always there? 
<laughs> if you are not there, the hotel can't run. No, it can run. And it's not just me. It's, it's, look, the staff of Labadi Beach Hotel are awesome. Mm. I'm not the only one who does that. Right. From the doorman to the MD, I mean, everybody in Labadi is so committed. It's, uh, it's so heartwarming to see that yeah. kind of um, environment that you work in. It's like family. Yeah. You know, so people are committed. And people stay on to do double shift to, uh, to make sure the guests are satisfied. Yeah. You know, so it's not like you just stay for, the, uh, for staying sick mm -hmm. or you come around because the job cannot be done. But you love what you do. Right. You love to be around. And it's just a joy to see that mm -hmm. work is going on well. And that's it. It's not about if you're not there, it doesn't work. If you're if you not there, it still will work because the guys at Labadi are one of the best I've ever seen. Look, I mean, if somebody didn't need to tell me this, I am actually a first-hand witness to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The commitment is on another level and you lead yeah. the pack. So I'll yeah. give it to you. Thank Congratulations you. again. Thank if you. you're just joining in, this is Personality Profile, and I'm spending time with Mr. David Eduardo, the MD of Labadi Beach Hotel. We'll get to talk about work, but let's get to know you a bit first. You, Eduardo, uh, Mr. Yeah. David Eduardo. Where are you from? Where did you hail from? Where were you born? Tell <laughs> us a bit about you growing up. All right. So, David Atu Kwamina Eduardo mm. uh, was born in Akimoda, in the Eastern Region. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 50-50. My mother is from Jamestown. Oh, is that? She's called Augustina Oyokote. Uh-huh. And my father, late, he's from Gomade Rampong. Oh, I see. In the central region. So I'm born, or I'm in between, let's say, two coastal people yeah you know so when you see some concerts around me don't be surprised <laughs> you know, the jamestown and then the the, yeah. the, the fanti line the serious you know, mix. So <laughs> it's a serious mix it's a serious mix so um i i grew up in akimoda mm. and i came to accra when i was about eight eight years old okay yes um lived somewhere in what what did your parents do what, what were they my mother was working at GNTC at the time. She, uh, GNTC Motors. Okay. At the time, she was the PA to the, or those days they called them secretaries. She was secretary to the 
general manager of the motors division. Okay. I still remember his name. I don't know if he's alive. He's called Yeboa Mensa. Oh, okay. I will not forget that because anytime I visit my mother in the office, I love the smell in the office, you know, that ambience. Yeah. It smells fresh. You know, I was a small boy and I was enjoying that. Wow. Yeah, so I still remember. I see. Uh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And my father, mm -hmm. well, not too close to him, so I'm not too sure what he was doing at the time. My mother was a single parent, so... Um, I see. I yeah. mean, I was... I was about to talk about Father's Day with you, but it looks like you would want to skip that conversation. <laughs> oh, no, I can talk about myself, but not... Uh, <laughs> not, not, not well, it's late anyway, yes, so there's anyway. nothing much to talk about. I understand. Yeah. But how was it like growing up with a single parent? Okay, so... My grandmother was the one that I grew up with at Akemoda before I came to Accra. Okay. To and join my grandmother to join my mother here. Okay. You know, we all moved from Akemoda back to Accra here. So we were living at Ayalolo back in the days. That was around seventy eight. Mm. And um, my grandmother had a twin sister who used to be a Mokola woman at the time. Mm. In the Mokola number one. Okay. So well there I, I started school at um, Simpi one and two before I moved to Datus Complex Schools. Okay. Yeah, okay. in Bubuashi. Yeah. And it's a long story, but at the time we were in um, Ayalolo, I used to sell paperback for my grandmother at Mokola Number One Market. Oh, wow. And it was very interesting. How I was, old were you at the time? I was around eight years. Okay. Uh, very short. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> We used to also sell ice water. Okay. Uh, those days, ice water was sold in this silver bowls. You have to polish them. Yeah. One cup for everybody. Yes, yes. Some silver cups on it. Uh, I'm telling you, some yeah, silver yeah. cup, and you have to polish those silver cups. And and and, and the water <laughs> is in the is in the the, the, the bowl. Yeah. With, with ice cubes. Ice cubes. <laughs> yeah. and you you sprinkle the water on the bowl on the on the on the on the silver bowl so it looks fresh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. you know, yeah, so I was doing that for my grandmother while still schooling at uh, Simpe. And then sometimes, occasionally, they would give us ice cream to go and sell. Mm. You know, um, quite a number of things that we're doing to, to survive. Um, my mother was then living in Bema Camp. Okay. Yeah. So, how was it like growing up without a father? Do you think there might have been. Uh, well, a little uh, bit of a difference if there was a father in the picture. Lexis, I was living in a family home where there was everybody. I had uncles, I had aunties, and my grandfather was around, my grandmother was around, except my mother who was in a crowd at the time okay. working. So I didn't feel it much. Mm. I thought my grandmother and my grandfather were my parents at the time. Okay. Um, I wasn't too close to my mother then because she was in Accra working and I was in Akimoda with my grandmother. Yeah. My, and I had aunties and uncles who were almost my age. So I saw them as my, my peers, you yeah. know, like my, my, my siblings. But they were my aunties and my uncles oh, at the time. And there was nothing that I didn't miss anything. Mm. Um, it would have been nice, but I didn't miss anything because of that kind of family relationship that I had with my aunties and uncles yeah that was in akimoda yeah yeah okay so that's now at that age what did you want to be in future interesting eh? let me tell you one thing Liz, is when i was young all that i thought of was for god to help me to grow up 
and get money to buy a car and build a house. That was <laughs> it, it was my prayer. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just want to get money and build a house and buy a car. And, buy a car. <laughs> and if you put food in front of me, I'll just have the same prayer every day. Wow. I'm going to sleep. You know, we're taught to pray when we're going to sleep. Yeah. We're taught to pray when you have food in, your, in front of you. So I'll pray that God should make me get money, build a house, and buy a car for myself without knowing what I was going to do. Wow. <laughs> so, so there was not a certain career path that really... And that... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that age, no. It's only where I grew up and I came to Accra, and of course, I started thinking about what to do. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I really loved to see the guys in the banks at the time, so yeah. um, I started focusing on that when I was growing up. At one point, I started loving politics. Oh, really? Uh, I'm telling you, I, I have a mix of things. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I was, wanted I was, to get into active politics? I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the, 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 the you know, the political uh, things that I was learning in school. Yes, okay. I, I did government at a point in uh, Akraka. So I had a mixture of yeah. things that I wanted to do. But is the politics something that you still, you know, would want to get into at some point? Um, now, it's late. It's too late? It's too late. Why is it late? I'm I mean, an old man now. Uh, I, 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 come on, David. Come on, David. I mean, do you know how old our president is? <laughs> you know, coincidentally, no, yeah. I just got a message from your MP. Yes. <laughs> uh, Lexus, tell my constituent that his member of parliament, Honorable Alexander Akwesi Aqua, is listening to him and I'm proud of him. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank so you, Alex. Honorable just sent me a message uh, to let you know that he's listening to you and he's proud of you. Thank you. So, you see, maybe you. you should visit uh, Honorable. <laughs> I'll do uh, that. Have a conversation. Maybe of course. You could be in the next one. Well, I tried, actually, when I was in Central University. Let me digress a bit. When okay. I was in Central University, I tried. I wrote a letter to the school hmm. that I wanted to form. Tescon. Uh, yeah, but I was turned down by um, uh, Dr. Mensah Otabel. I had a letter that uh, the school doesn't, you know, uh, do that. Wow. So I went far. I wanted to. I was really eager to go into okay. politics. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But that was the more reason why yeah. I studied um, government when yeah. I was in, in the cis form. Sick, yeah, the I did form. government for a while, yeah. Interesting. That's that's a very interesting story. Anyway, let's talk about you know schooling days. Um, now you're in school. You're trying to figure out your life. You're mm. in, in Accra now. Yeah. You you attended Accra Academy. Yeah. And uh, you did government and what? Well, so I did business. I I, I you know I had to now go into mainstream. So I yeah. did I did business when I was in Accra. Government was on the side. Yeah. You know, so I did business. So I did business in A levels. Mm. And that is what I ended with as my A-level, uh, you know, main course. I did accounting, all the business subjects. Yeah. Yeah, I did all those things. I see. Yeah. But proud to that, I went to Datus. Yeah. And, um, yeah, from from the same pay, my mother moved me to Datus. Okay. Yeah, that was where I, I had my common entrance in 1984. Yeah. And I joined Accra Academy from right. 1984 um, to 1989 for my O-levels. And then I did my A-levels in 1991. How was life in Akraka? Man, it's, it's one of the best schools that you can talk of in this country. Mm. Yeah. I, I loved it. You know, I was in the school before I even started the school. Because my uncle was a teacher. Uh, he was a music teacher. Oh, I see. And they used to call him Niboy. Yeah. So I was 
you know, those days, the, the, I think they still have, the masters have their bungalows. Yeah. So I was staying in, uh, in, in his bungalow at oh, the time. Yeah. Okay. And whilst schooling in Datus. Yeah. And I had to even run away twice because I didn't understand why I have to live like a, you know, like a house help at the time <laughs> to my uncle. <laughs> so you ran away? I ran away twice. I had to run away. I went back to my mother. I said, I can't live with him. And they brought me back to stay with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was young, as I was 12 years at the yeah. time. And uh, the conditions were not so conducive, and you had to do things. After 12 years, I have to start cooking for my uncle. Wow. Yeah, I lived with my uncle, and I had to cook for him. I had to go to the market. 12 years, I had to start cooking. That's... Wash things, do everything that I, uh, you have to do. He was not married, so I was doing everything for him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. no, it was tough. It was yeah. tough at the time, but I learned a lot. Um, living there taught me a lot of things. It, it, it toughened me, and I became like self self sufficient. Okay. I didn't rely on anybody for anything. Mm -hmm. I do everything myself. I, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's it's molded me. Mm -hmm. You know, twelve years, you go to markets, you buy foodstuffs. The market women all knew me. Because when I go, I have to make sure that I beat the prices down. Bagging. And then I pocket the balance. <laughs> <laughs> Mom will leave, my friend. Mom will leave. Chobo, Chobo. Uh, well, it wasn't Chobo. It was survival. It was survival. Yeah, I had wow. to survive. I had to make sure that the prices were beaten down because they will write a list for you. Yeah. You will write a list for you, the things we're going to buy. I see. So if you go to the market, you make an effort to make sure that it be, uh, Well, it was my way of also surviving at the time. That was 12 yeah. years. And yeah. I moved on, um, so I stayed on. So, I, so the you, second when time you, when I was brought back, I had to stay on. <laughs> I said, okay, now, this is a place that I have to stay. But so. when you ran away, did your uncle know that you ran away because of that? Yes, I went to tell my mother that I was, I was suffering. I was doing so much. You know, sweeping the place, cleaning, washing, cooking. Why? I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, eventually I had to decide what to do. So I stayed on okay. and I finished my common entrance. And of course, God helped me. I, I, I did very well and I got a crack academy. Okay. One touch. Yeah. Without his involvement, just my, my regular efforts, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so I still stayed with him when I came to Form him. 1 in okay. a crack academy. Yeah. I stayed with him till from five. Now I had grown, so of course I understand, so I can manage. Yeah. You know, and um, even then I was still doing what I was doing before. I used to, I still go to the market and cook for him, mm -hmm. but this time it was mellowed. You know, yeah, yeah and um, breeding ducks and things like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. So no, I was I was so my my colleagues or my my mates when they were passing, the bungalow was right in front of the school gate, the yeah. first one. So when they are passing to school, they see me, you know, taking care of the doko dokos, <laughs> and so they used to call me Ato doko doko. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, it was interesting way back in school. I remember yeah. one time, you know, it was hard. So we had to, and there were other students also in his bungalow. Okay. So we we we, we strategized. We said, okay, we've been breeding this. Doctor Docos for long and we don't get some to eat. So the man said he was traveling. I think we were we used to kill one or two sometimes, you know, and then we'll find a way of we'll find a story some, to tell him. Some nice to you uh, boys boys. So one day the man said he was going to uh, Winneba 
We say, yeah, we're happy. Charlie, then I made the operation. I was the leader. That's so right. uh, we, we killed one duck. <laughs> and then I went to the market to, to buy some foodstuffs and things to, to prepare palm, uh, granola soup with the doko doko. <laughs> we're in the process of pounding the fufu and then this man came back. <laughs> Man, Lesis, that was one of the days that I wish the ground would open for me to enter. <laughs> so the man thought, oh, I see. So you guys, this is what <laughs> is the dream. Well, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> no, but it was fun. It yeah, was I interesting. Imagine. Yeah, okay, anyway. so now you're out of school. Um, you're probably uh, looking at a tertiary institution. Where yeah. did you school? Well, okay, so I did my sis form as well in Accra uh, Academy. And then whilst in sis form, this is where my interest in hotels started. While well, I was at Sis Form, I had an, uh, a cousin who was working at Novotel at the time. Mm. And Novotel was new. Now it's called Accra City. Yes. And um, I visited him once, and I just loved the, the place. I fell in love with the place, and I said, well, if you get a job for me, let me know. I was still in school, but I went to do my national service after. Mm-hmm. And within the period that I was doing my national service, um, I visited him again and he said, okay, if you still insist that you want to do this, at the time he had moved to Labadi Beach Hotel. Okay. So he told me of an opening as a night um, um, auditor. I had, at uh, Labadi? Yes. And I had not finished my national service. So I was wondering how I was going to manage. But God being so good, I was able to manage it and then I got a job as a night auditor at Labadi Beach Hotel. So I didn't start tertiary after A-levels. I went straight to the job market because mm-hmm. I got a job whilst I was doing my national service. So, and you know, if you're in Yesa, so you don't know how you're going to go to the tertiary. And so I, I, I embraced the job opportunity at Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Labadi Beach Hotel in 1992 at the time, yes. Yeah. So straight from national service, I went straight to the, the job market. And mm. night auditor? That yeah, was I was job. a night auditor at the time. And yes. what were you supposed to do? I was supposed to audit the daily sales and everything, including uh, the rooms, you know, you charge overnight. So it has to do with the totality of the revenue that is generated in the hotel. That mm. has to do with rooms, that has to do with food and beverage. Mm. Every revenue center, you audit it, you go through. And with my background as an accounting student, yeah. it helped me okay. because I had the background of an accounting student. Mm. I did business in, in Akraka, way back in Akraka. Yeah. You know? So that helped me to, to you know, develop the skills I see. to go through that night audit, uh, you know, period. Okay, so now that you started this job, what really got you excited about the job? Alexis is the people-centered, you know, hospitality is people-centered. You, you, you meet people. 
you deal with different people from different background and it was something that i loved to do mm. i love to meet people i love to do you know more or less to talk to people yeah. and i got that excitement and motivation from the hotel environment i see so i thought to myself perhaps i'll do for a few years and then go back to the university mm -hmm. but that didn't happen i fell in love with it and i continued mm. <laughs> wow. what were the challenges let's say when you started i mean in this hotel industry and you started a job at Labadi. What's one of the challenges? It's something that I love to talk about. Um, I had a lot of challenges when I started. I started in 92. And um, in 93, I had a very serious challenge, which nearly cost me my job. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was young, and I didn't know much. And at the time, if you're a night auditor, when the Forest Bureau uh, was closed, you, you take over from them mm. because we ran a 24-hour operation. So I took over from the Forest Bureau because I come on the night shift at 11 p.m. And in the middle of the night, one guy came to change money, 50 pounds, I remember. So I showed it to my boss at the time, and he said, okay, it's fine. Go ahead to change it for him. I was just about a year or less in Labadi Beach Hotel. So I went ahead to change for this man. And interestingly, he came back with 500 pounds more to change. Oh, I see. And I thought I was working. I was excited. I said, okay, well, the first one was okay. So let me change the rest for him. So naive. So I changed 550 pounds on the night for that man. And that, at the time, was 467,500 cities, old Ghana cities. Oh, okay. Now, make, now I think sound, it's about... You make it sound so huge. <laughs> 460 what? 467,500. So that will be about... I will never forget. Now, now it will be about what? Now it's about 46 cities. 46, 46 cities. cities. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so, yeah. my salary at the time was, I think, 45 cities. Your salary was 45 cities yeah, at yeah, the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I changed this money, excited that I've done some work for the night, and I was, I was very happy. The following morning when the Forest Bureau operator came to take over, they said the money was fake. Wow. Man, I didn't know what to do. Fake so, currency. Yes, so this was reported to a head of security. And investigation started. It was a tough time for me. Let me cut it short. I was suspended because at that time, you know, you've changed fake currency. I should have been fired. Yeah. But I was suspended because my work, you know, at the time speaks for itself. So yeah. suspension without pay, hmm. pending investigations. And I came back and my general manager at the time, an expatriate, he said, I had to pay the money back to the hotel. And how am I supposed to pay? I earned 45 is, cities. This is more than your salary. Yeah. So he gave me the opportunity to do other jobs. Okay. So when I close from the night shift, I'll do other jobs. Hmm. I'll go to the stores, clear everything, redo things, work in minibar, 
working uh, 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 in what is it called uh, cost control so many things go to the archives go and rearrange things there do things correctly just or to make just to make money, money you, so they'll pay me additional money to to defray some of the the the, the, the you know the, the costs that have cost to the hotel so I did that for about a year and then one day because this case was also reported to police one day the police called the hotel that if I arrested somebody who fits the description of what I went to complain about and so the police invited me to police headquarters I remember this and I went there and I identified the guy and he confessed I was the only one. Apparently, he had done that to a lot of people in the mm. industry. He's gone to several places. He's gone to Shangri-La at the time. He's gone to change money, fake money. That was what he used to do. Wow. I didn't know. So he confessed, <clears throat> and he said he was going to pay back yeah. the money. So I was vindicated. Wow. He paid back everything, and uh, it was a joy for I me to... So you can imagine that I would have been fired, yeah. and yet it wasn't my fault. Yes. But I learned yeah. from that singular incident, mm -hmm. you know. And there was a turning point in my life. I mean, I got promoted to assistant night manager within that period, mm -hmm. you know. So um, that's that's interesting, yeah. And and you've held various positions in the hotel. Which mm -hmm. which other positions have you held? I okay. So from the night auditor. I was promoted to assistant night manager. Mm -hmm. So with that, I have control over everybody in the hotel in the night, okay. on the night shift. You know, we run 24-hour service. Yeah. So I control the security, I control the, the the kitchen, I control whoever works in the night. Okay. I was a girl. That is, if my night manager was not on duty and I'm on duty, I control everybody. Right. So I was enjoying it. I did that for two years. Uh, so 1992 to 1993, I was a night auditor. And then 93 to 95, I was assistant night manager. Mm. And that was where I was called by my boss, who was an expatriate. He was a house manager. Mm -hmm. It's called John Seeger. He called me to his office one day. He said, look, young man, you have so much potential, but you are working in a department that nobody sees you. In the night, nobody will see what you do. And so they will not appreciate you. But what you do, you deserve to be seen because you work so hard. You know, I was the type that nothing was difficult for me to do. Sometimes I come to work and, you know, maybe somebody falls sick and doesn't come on the, on the, on the shift. I will stay on and do that person's shift. Mm. So all this was going on and not knowing my boss was looking at me and was enjoying what I was doing and realized that I had a potential. So he called me and said to me, David, I'll have to bring you to the day, to the day time. I mean, the day shift. Mm -hmm. But the only position I have is a shift leader. And that That's means like a demotion. A demotion. So that means I'll have to be demoted from assistant night manager to shift leader. And guess what? My salary would also be reduced because being an assistant night manager, I was getting all the perks yeah. in the night. Yeah. I mean, for, the, for working in the night. The night allowances and all those things. It was a tough decision for me to make. 
But he made an analogy. He said, David, if you are standing on a mountain and you see another higher mountain, what would you do? If you want to climb that mountain, what would you do? So I looked at him and I said, I have to come down where I'm standing before I can climb the higher one. He said, okay, this is exactly what I want you to do and this is exactly what you're going to do. Wow. So I had to come down yeah. from assistant night manager to become a shift leader because he wanted to bring me to the daytime hmm. so that my work would be seen because yeah. I had potential. Because yeah. when you are in the night, you may not get that um, traction or let's say yeah. the opportunity hmm. to other uh, departments. Hmm. But in the daytime, you have a better opportunity of being promoted to other uh, departments. So I took up the challenge. My salary was reduced. My position was also reduced. And I became a shift leader. But I was enjoying it. Mm -hmm. It was painful. But I still had to move, move on. And then, within that period, I did that for some time. And um, in 97, I got approached by my general manager at the time, also an expatriate, he said, look, young man, you work so well, and I like your human relations. I want you to be a guest relations, uh, you know, manager. Hmm. So I moved on from shift leader to guest relations manager. I did that for one year, that's for 96 to 98. Hmm. And the journey is so interesting and very challenging for me. So, we had a general manager at the time, also from Europe. And there was an opening as a sales executive. And he has also observed how I work. And he called me to the restaurant, the Aquaba restaurant, mm -hmm. cross his legs. I will always remember this, cross his legs. And had a chat with me that he wants me to go to sales and marketing or sales to head, not to head, to be part of the sales team, the yeah. sales executive. Yeah. And would I take it? He said, okay, I won't push you. Go and think about it and come and give me an answer. But he didn't have any sales experience. I didn't have any sales experience, but he just loved the way I interact and the way I work. He felt that I have the, 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 the ability yeah. or let's say yeah. the, you know, everything to do with sales so I went to sales I moved from guest relations to sales executive mm. I did that for two years so that was from 98 to 2000 okay then of course with my background in rooms division that is night audits yeah. front office shift leader we call it rooms divisions yeah there was an opening as an assistant house manager okay and I was approached again. You know, you know this, I don't go fight for it. They come to me because they see what I do. And these are all expatriates. Yeah. So I was invited by my general manager at the time. And I said, okay, I'll give it a try. Especially with my background in night audit and, and, and shift leader. So I became assistant house manager. Okay. And I did that for a year. And then the house manager, who was also an expatriate, 
left, resigned. And you got that job. I'm coming to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't too experienced, but with my determination, I said, I will do it. So I did the assistant night uh, house manager for five years, assisting no one, because at the time they wanted to bring an expatriate to head the same position, mm -hmm. but they could not. If I say they, I'm talking management, the yeah. expatriate manage, managers, yeah. they couldn't bring somebody because the guy was doing the job yeah. and doing it even better. Wow. So I was maintained. And in 2005, I was made a substantive house manager. So I was the first Ghanaian house manager of a five-star hotel in Ghana. <laughs> I was the first Ghanaian. You keep breaking all the records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was the first because it has always been for expatriates. Okay. So at the time, I did that for 17 years. That was the longest position I held mm -hmm. in the hotel. I did that for 17 years, and up to that was up to 2018. Yeah. While still working in sales, and I was schooling at the same time. Okay. If I say sales, I was helping out on the sales, uh, the sales department while still doing the house manager job, yeah. and still and schooling because I had to go back to school. Yeah. I had to go back to Central University, finish that. I had to go to. Um, they're going to do my, my master's. Right. So I was working as house manager and schooling at the same time. Must be tough. It was very tough. It was very tough. So the journey has not been that smooth. Obviously. But of course, with determination and the, 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 the interest. Yeah. And of course, if you love what you do, you will always go far. And I do it with joy. Yes. You and know. now look at you. You are the managing director. Yeah. What a story. It's a beautiful story. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> and I'm seeing lots of messages from friends and family uh, on our WhatsApp number, 055 Congratulations, Mr. David Idiafo. Uh, greetings from Cecilia MFA Kege. All right. Thank <laughs> she you so used to much. be our uh, deputy executive sous chef. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and then I got a message as well from uh, Shine Tosu. Uh, Shine says, David is my man, very humble and, so and a solid leader. Salute him for me. Okay, I mean, Labadi Beach Hotel has maintained its leadership in the industry. Yep. What do you think has kept Labadi at the top? Right, so I said from the beginning, the staff of Labadi are just awesome. They love what they do. They are so dedicated to what they do. Mm -hmm. And for me, in our industry... You may have a beautiful building and all the facilities, but if the human factor or the people working there are not dedicated mm. and don't give that customer service that is needed, nobody will come to your property. And with the experienced staff that Labadi has, it's, it's, it's cast across mm. all the departments. And so... That property, I would say, is a vintage property. Yeah. It's, it's a solid property with experienced staff. The, the, the average length of service in Labadi Beach Hotel is about 15 years. Average wow. length of service. Wow. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. So before the COVID, the mm -hmm. tourism and hospitality industry saw a very significant boost in, in fortunes, especially mm -hmm. in Ghana. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw an increase in international visitors as a result of the 2019 year of return. Mm -hmm. And uh, it actually resulted in a growth of swell of 18% in international arrivals from the Americas, Great Britain, the Caribbean, 
and even increased total arrivals by 45% compared to the previous year. Mm. That's according to a convert report that I was reading earlier this week. Let's talk about the impact of that year of return on your industry before we look at post-COVID. Year of return is one of the best things that um, the tourism in ministry has ever come come up with. It's, it's, I would say it's the best so far. Mm. It's really ignited the industry. Mm. 2019 was one of the best years in our business in terms of visits. Right. And it happened in December. And the turnaround or the turning point was from there. Wow. Um, until COVID came in. Did it affect you more? It did. We mm. closed down for a while, um, up to June. We Were came jobs back. affected? Not in Labadi Beach Hotel. We did not lay anybody off. In Are Labadi. you serious? I'm 100% serious. In COVID time. was locked down. We did not. That's one good thing about Labadi Beach Hotel. Wow. That's we did impressive. not. We did not lay one person off. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yes. We were, we were closed for three months, mm-hmm. but we came back strongly. We came back strongly. We introduced staycation. And you know, Ghanaians given the opportunity would patronize their own. Mm. And that was where I realized, or we realized that people really want to have a feel of what is in Ghana. Instead of traveling out of the country, mm-hmm. they were now staying in hotels to have their vacations. Yeah. So staycation, because you couldn't go out, COVID was there. So staycation became one of our saving grace right. in Labadi Beach Hotel. Right. You know, we have the a leisure ambience. Yes, we absolutely. combine both business and leisure. So it gives people the opportunity instead of going. So we had a lot of Ghanaian, Ghanaians staying with us. Our Ghanaian um, business uh, ratings went very high during that period. Yeah. The patronage of Ghanaians, and I dove my heart for my Ghanaian, my Ghanaian fellows. Yes. I mean, they patronized Labadi Beach Hotel. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. And I'm sure post-COVID, it's gotten better. It's gotten better, and it's the best we've ever had in the industry, entire industry. Um, tourism has 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 really, or let's say, the tour groups mm-hmm. has started again. Okay. It died down in the in the late 90s but because of the year of return Mm -hmm. and beyond the return now we have tours coming back and all the tour operators are having a good time this time okay in in our industry and of course uh, the hotels as well yeah yes i've spoken to a lot of people who travel frequently and one of the things that they mentioned is generally the prices of hotels in Ghana are quite high compared to other countries in the sub-region. Mm. Is this something you agree with? And, I and do agree. It's a-, um, a yes and no, but of course, the yes meaning cost of business in, 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 in this part of the world is very high. Mm. And, you know, you cannot absorb everything. The consumer must pay for some. Mm. We pay 22% taxes. We cannot absorb you import our beef, we import everything. If you want quality, you have to import everything. Mm. We import even toothpick. We import everything for our business. It's, it's a very tough time. Or it's, a, it's, it's a tough industry to be in if you want the you, quality. You import toothpick? It's imported. Every t- toothpick is not manufactured in Ghana. Have you seen any, any... I don't know yet, but what we get is all imported. Isn't that sad? Well, um, like this... Oh, that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but what I can say, 
learning. Learning, you know, we deal with learning and we have to import all these things. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, for instance, in South Africa, in Kenya, they produce their own things. You know, so the export bit is yeah. something for them. So they can afford to have reduced rates. Yeah. But in Ghana here, it's difficult to have reduced rates because the cost of business is very high in our industry. David, if I started a company that produces toothpick in Ghana, would you patronize it? Why not? I, uh, all, my, all my amenities in the rooms are made in Ghana. I'm okay. trying to promote made in Ghana. That's great. I'm a, I'm, I believe in the Ghanaian um, agenda. I, I'm, a, I'm a typical Ghanaian. Um, you um, know. I need to... So need all, to. My, all my amenities in terms of soap, the Alata Seminar, the Nkuto, yeah. one lady who does them, we, they, they produce, we, we, that's what we use in our rooms. Uh, uh, and my guests end, love end them. End this conversation early so that I start working <laughs> on the factory. Well... <laughs> <laughs> No, if the quality is good, why yeah, not? Yeah. We want the quality because... Well, you be brave, ah, uh, we'll get quality to pick you in Ghana. Ah, this is perfect. Anyway, I've got two amazing people who want to just say something briefly about you. Um, Nana Poku is on the line. Hello, Nana. Like this. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm uh, nice, Poku. nice. You're live on air. I'm here with David. David from Mulawan. <laughs> yes, sir. I know you want to say something briefly. Let's hear you, David. Uh, Thanks, I'm Nana. telling you, this man, everybody has to get to know David. Everybody needs a David, a Dwarfu in their life. I'm telling you. When we started this journey and we approached David, he was one of the first people who looked at us and said, This is something we want the hotel to be involved in because our guests are very cosmopolitan and sophisticated. So, Charlie. They need events like these. And he embraced us. He took us in. And we've been partners for, David, I think about three or four years. Three years? Yeah, about four years. About. Yeah. 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 And it's been an amazing ride. I'm telling you, you know what, what he said about COVID? When COVID happened and uh, even Formula One in globally went off and came back. And we told David that, you know, do you think we can do this thing at the hotel again and bring our guests back? David, first thing he said was that, look, we have everything in place. Come back. Wow. And we went back there, and yeah. it was just amazing. The COVID protocols, Labadi was like the place to be during the the the, the, the heat of the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. And he Good embraced stuff. us. He took us Good back, stuff. and it's been a partnership that has been going on and still going on. And right. David will take part in our events. He's a motorsport fan. Yeah, he will come. He will give us all the support, and Friday night he will call us and say, "Come back to Lagumba and come and have some <laughs> fun." DJ Black has said, <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so much. It's an amazing so gentleman. Much. Mr. Duffel deserves that. everything that is coming his way. I'm yes. telling you, 100% and more. Thank you so much. I'm grateful some of that us you, know him you called in beyond uh, from Lawan and beyond Labadi Beach Hotel, and we can testify that this man, everybody needs him in their life. Awesome. Thank so you David so much. Duffel, congratulations. Cool. Thank you, Nana. Let I me talk to that. let me talk to Mrs. Selina Aite, who's a former executive. Oh house. my God, that was our first uh, executive housekeeper. Yes, yes, she's on oh the line. Hello, Mrs. Aite. <laughs> Hello. Hi, you're welcome. How are you? Fine, thank you. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, you're live on air, and Mr. David Edouffel is here. Tell us something yes. briefly. My favorite boss. You know, like that's what I call him. Um. I've known him since he started with Labadi Beach Hotel. He's a man of integrity, principled, and that's what has made him to be where he is. 
and I hope that he doesn't go back. He doesn't, he just sees the way he is focused. I've always said he's going to be the boss. Right. He knows it. I call his wife my first lady. Wow. Yes. We That's work, so nice. And he works so hard. Principled, I would say. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Mrs. Selina Aite, former executive housekeeper of Labadi Beach Hotel. We're grateful that you also called yeah. in as well. Better from Teba says, how I wish I know this man. I'm learning so much. He's so hardworking and courageous. God bless him. David, you've yes, earned your flowers. Thank you. Uh, I've got a message also from uh, Elidora Matubanzila as well, who says, oh, he's so inspiring. He always said, uh, he's always sharing encouraging words. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so that's Elidora Matubanzila. Yeah. Thank you so much, yeah. Elidora. Yeah. As we wrap up, yeah. what has this life journey taught you? To be humble. It's taught me to be humble, to be hardworking. And whatever you do, you do it to the best of your ability. And wherever you are, you'll be seen. Um, if I did not love my job and do it with all my heart, I don't think I would have been where I'll be where I am today. Mm. So I think it's important that as humans or as Ghanaians, we've got to believe in ourselves. And I always remember this quote. Um, Tomiana Fossin, when he was on Joy those days, mm -hmm. he said, uh, <laughs> if you have no confidence in life, you are twice defeated in the race of life. Mm. But with confidence, you have won even before you have started. Wow. So it's always important that we believe in ourselves and have that confidence. And once you do that, and you do whatever you do well with all your heart, certainly the light will shine on you. Wow. And of course, with humility, because, hey, humility is important. Absolutely. Yeah. And Confucius says, what? Choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Mm. And I think that you epitomize that perfectly. God bless you and congratulations on all that you've achieved. And this is actually, for me, the beginning of higher things. Of course. I'm sure there are yeah. greater things. Away, Certainly. And I uh, watch this space and uh, yeah. I, I entreat all Ghanaians to patronize Labari to see what Labari is yeah. and what Labari has got into, where Labari has got into. You know, we are like wine, red wine, 